welcome to Emma's ESL English. As I mentioned yesterday, this week we're talking about Shakespeare, the great bard. So yesterday we looked at some of the history and background about Shakespeare, and today I want to look at some of the vocabulary that he noted down in his plays. For a long time, Shakespeare was attributed with inventing these words, but we have no evidence that he did or didn't invent them, but the expectation is that probably they were in general use at the time, and he was just the first guy to write them down. So let's take a look at some of these words. The first one is gossip. Like I said, you might be surprised by some of these words. You thought you were going to listen to some real Shakespearean words. Yeah, they're just words. <laughs> So gossip first appeared in the play Comedy of Errors, which is one of Shakespeare's earliest plays. It's also one of his shortest plays and one of his silliest plays. It's a comedy about mistaken identity. Gossip is a word that we use to describe when lots of people are talking about other people. We use it most commonly related to women talking about other women, but it can fit in a lot of different situations. And I think Shakespeare would be entertained by the fact that Gossip Girl is a show about gossip <laughs> that uses his word. I think he'd like that. Number two, kissing. That's right, kissing. It's one of Shakespeare's words. What? This came from a play called Love's Labour's Lost, which is also a comedy where three men try to avoid women so that they can study and become better men. Yeah. It goes as well as you'd expect, I think. So kissing, I'm not even going to tell you. You know what kissing is. Even when I watch Korean dramas, they use the word kiss. Everybody knows what kissing is, right? Let's leave that one. Next. <laughs> Rant. Oh, so good. Rant. That sounds like it's a modern word, but it turns out <laughs> people were ranting all the way back in the 1600s. <laughs> I love it. So this comes from Hamlet, which is a tragedy about the Prince of Denmark, and it is the longest Shakespeare play ever. You can watch Hamlet if you want to, but be ready. It's like four hours. Most people do an abridged version, which means a shorter version, but... It's a long, long play. So we use rant a lot in modern English to mean when we're really upset about something or annoyed about something and we talk to our friends and maybe we're just talking for five minutes about that thing and they don't have a chance to converse with us because we're just blah, 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 about how angry we are or frustrated we are. We call that a rant. We often use it to say, oh, I need to have a rant about something or she's been ranting all day about this so we're using it a lot at the moment next one traditional you know there's so many of these words when I looked at them that I was really surprised that somebody invented that or we don't know we don't know for sure but traditional and it's not surprising or maybe it shouldn't be surprising. Traditional is for Richard III, which is a history play and a tragedy. Shakespeare really liked history and he really liked taking historical events and making them dramatic. 
So he has a lot of plays about British kings or kings in general where there is some level of truth to the history that he's telling us, but he's dramatizing it. He's trying to make it more interesting for us. And maybe surprisingly, he was really famous with the royalty at the time. They loved him. So this is kind of a good deal for Shakespeare to take these stories that were popular, relatively well-known, interesting, and dramatize them for fun and money. (laughs) Good idea. Traditional. To me, the way that we do it, it's been done that way for a long time. Worthless. You worthless scoundrel. Worthless, something that has no value. It's different to priceless, right? They sound the same. Priceless means you can't put a value on it, though. So priceless means something that's so valuable, you can't put a price on it. Whereas worthless means something that has so little value that it's not worth anything. This one comes from The Two Gentlemen of Verona, which is a comedy about whether men should choose loyalty to friends or love. Another one from Love's Labours Lost. Inauspicious, meaning something that is a bad omen, not good for the future. And consequently, auspicious. So he didn't actively tell us about auspicious, but we learned inauspicious, and so we know about auspicious, which means that it's a good omen, something that looks like it's going to be a good thing for us. From Henry V, another history play, we get dishearten. In fact, we've changed this a bit. We talk about disheartening, something that's disheartening. So something that makes us kind of sad and disappointed. We might say, that's disheartening, meaning I, I feel a bit disappointed about that thing. Eventful exactly as it sounds. Lots of things are happening, which works. We can say Shakespeare's plays are very eventful. This one's from Love's Labour's Lost. And weirdly, the word eventful vanished for 200 years. So it appeared in the play and then nobody used it again for 200 years and then bam, somebody decides eventful. That's a useful word. Let's use that again. Language is weird. Okay. Gloomy. Gloomy we use a lot in England to describe the weather. When it's overcast, there's a lot of clouds and it's very dark. We say it's gloomy weather. You can feel gloomy too. If you're feeling depressed and sad, we can say that you feel gloomy. This comes from Henry VI. Yes, he wrote about a lot of English kings and we have a lot of English kings. Last one, suspicious. Meaning, there's something not right about that and I think it might be bad. This comes also from the same play, Henry VI. And I think he would like the fact that Elvis sung a song called Suspicious Minds. I think that would entertain Shakespeare. I could be wrong, but since we know nothing about him, I'm just going to tell you that I think Shakespeare would love Suspicious Minds. (laughs) Okay, that's it for today. If you have any questions about any of this or anything else related to English, you can email me at emmaslenglish at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can head over to the blog at emmaseslenglish.com where I will write down all of these words, a bit more description about those words, and I'll put also the list of plays in there if you're interested. Frankly, I think Shakespeare is a little hard. Personally, even as a native speaker, I think Shakespeare is a little bit hard. 
but people will think you're super intellectual <laughs> if you know about Shakespeare. So feel free to go and learn more. Tomorrow we will be looking at some idioms that Shakespeare came up with. See you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.